this is your commissioner talking. We are doing things a little bit different now. We welcome to the inaugural first annual debut episode of the Two Bucks Sporting Podcast. I'm Drew. I'm your commissioner, and along with me is a good buddy and a co-host. You know him well as Buckets. Other people call him Rusty. Welcome into the podcast, Rusty. Hey, appreciate that. Uh, welcome, guys. Appreciate y'all giving us a listen to the first ever episode of the Two Bucks Sports Podcast. Uh, excited to see where this will take us, Drew. Uh, been talking about doing this for a little bit, and I know that podcast has been on your mind. So talk to me a little bit about what decided or what made you think this would be a good idea. Is it a good idea? Well, it's an idea. Uh, you know, it's uh, this podcast uh, is going to start out as going to be our weekly Drewskis. So as everybody knows, I have a lot of fun doing Drewskis, but it also comes at a much higher price when you've got three kids, you know? (laughs) So uh, we're going to start this out by just doing Drewskis once a week and giving out awards, having some fun. And then we're going to transition this into uh, just a sports podcast. We're going to try to handle the SEC and we're going to handle – uh, sports that matter to Southern dudes, basically. I'm not going to get into hockey. I don't care about it. Um, we're just going to have some fun. And uh, more than anything, uh, it's just an outlet for me to hang out and talk sports. And so I'm not going to promise the the best quality. I'm not going to make any promises at all. Uh, the only thing I will promise is that uh, you're going to get to listen to me talk about sports. And if anybody has a problem with it, then I'll give you a, we'll get you in on here and we'll just hash it out. So I like it. I like it. Yeah, man. We, we talked about this podcast as a place where we could just talk about sports. Uh, uh, generally, as you said, that matter to Southerners, uh, you know, the Lord's sport, college football, fantasy football, we'll throw a little NASCAR, a little baseball here and there, not that professional mess, but college baseball, you know, it truly matters. Um, yeah. And a place we can just do some general, you know, smack talking and, uh, and see what we can figure out, solving world problems. But uh, before we go too much further, I do want to uh, uh, give a big shout out tonight with a heavy heart to uh, a good buddy of mine. Uh, Keith Scott lost his batter, battle with cancer last night. Um, actually, I should say he won that battle. You know, uh, he lived the life well. Drew, you got to meet him a, a handful of times and got to know him a little bit. And um, Keith was a warrior. Uh, he fought brain cancer uh, valiantly for nine long years. Um, and he won that battle this week. You know, he, uh, stepped into a place where he didn't have to suffer with that anymore, but I just want to dedicate tonight's episode to him and his family. Um, you know, maybe we all live a life like that, that warrior mentality. So, uh, got a little, uh, whistle pig 10 year round. I'm going to lift to Keith Scott and his family tonight. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. I met, I met Keith and Rusty met Keith and, uh, I didn't see him very much, very often after that, but, uh, I was telling my wife today, like, we haven't met just a nicer dude, just genuinely, like, no fluff, not talking, speaking well of the dead just because of, you know, it's, he's on our minds, but just genuinely the nicest dude you'll ever meet. So, um, there's no easy way to transition to this, but we're going to go out of it and we're going to go into our first Drewski of the night. So, Rusty, if you would, just, uh. Hit hit the drop for our first Drewski. Dun da da da. <laughs> As we start every Drewski's every week, 
we go with uh, the legend himself, Mr. Buddy Stevens, head coach of the East Mississippi uh, Bulldogs. What's the East Mississippi? I used to Bulldogs. I looked that up real I quick. I mean, it's been a while. But anyways, while he's looking at it, oh, no, he's it's just the Lions. The Lions. The Lions. That's right. That's right. They change their name to Swags if they need to. Home of former Rebel Legends. Chad Listen, Swags. It's, really. it's the only thing going in Scuba, Mississippi. <laughs> so give them their moment of fame, all right? Yeah. So, um, and just by horrible timing, I mean, Rusty reached out to me a couple weeks ago, and this has been in the works, and we kind of penciled in this date to start it. What I didn't understand and what I didn't realize at the time that there was a possibility that the first audio Drewski given out for the Buddy Stevens Award would go to the guy who played me (laughs) with with a 67-point win over the hapless I Am Drew squad that is championed by your commissioner himself. the fantastic three-peat captain by Hunter Shaw put up 148 points to my meager one. Uh, I'm sorry, 82 points. You know, and you get anytime you get a combined 66 points from <laughs> Kenneth Walker and Devontae Adams, along with 24 points by Dallas Goddard, it's just going to be a good week, and it. And you can have a good week and win and not win the Buddy Stevens Award. What you need to win the Buddy Stevens Award is a really good week and a really terrible week by your by your opponent. And this week he caught me and my leading score was Garrett Wilson. The I don't know, second best receiver, third best receiver for the Jets, you know, third best receiver that's being thrown passes by the I don't know, 20th best quarterback in the NFL. I mean, that's what I'm working with. My third best score was uh, my number one pick, Dalvin Cook, who I think set a season high with 13 points this week. So congratulations, Hunter Shaw, the first audio winner of the Buddy Stevens Award. He's He's gotten plenty of email versions of this before. Yeah. Uh, but this is the very first audio version goes – Humbly, very, very, very humbly to Slaw Dog Hunter Shaw. So, all right, uh, we'll move on to the next one. Um, the next award is it's election season, you know, that Rusty Rusty, did you vote yesterday? I did, but first thing, you know, everybody says exercise your people died for your right to vote, but they did, mm. but. You know, as a white man, uh, <laughs> it was given to us freely. Yeah. It's very shameful to say, but, you know, yeah. we did vote. And uh, this next award is is given out in honor of a almost former president, Mr. Al Gore, who scored the most points in a loss in the election against George Bush. And this this week's award goes to. You want to hit the the drum roll drop for me, buckets? It goes to Fat Drunk Thor <laughs> <laughs> and my co-host. You'd yeah. think, you know, this podcast it features myself and Rusty, but this 
is not supposed to be about me and Rusty. <laughs> so, uh, Rusty, why don't you just tell us what happened? Uh, you know, where to start, man? When your uh, starting running backs get a combined less than 12 points, and, you know, to be fair, uh, David Montgomery and A.J. Dillon are not exactly world beaters. Um, yeah, I had a solid week from Pat Mahomes per use. Uh, Travis Kelsey did some good work for me, but just hurt having several of my best players on by. And then, man, Lump came in with a vengeance, you know. Uh, got a great outing from Josh Allen. When does he not? He's got Tyreek Hill, you know, in the world, man, Zach Ertz. You know, Miles Sanders went off for 15 above average. Like, I mean, what do you do with that, you know? Uh, yeah, a great pickup with the Ravens defense. You know, they got him 11 points, solid outing from a defense. Like I was, uh, it was never close. It, it was never close. Yeah. And, you know, as a podcast and as a commissioner of this league and the founder of the Drewskis, I always like to pick awards that uh, do not celebrate the winners, but humiliate the losers. Mm-hmm. Um, considering the two awards so far for losers are basically, you know, magnify the losers i would much rather be you than be me yeah so <clears throat> congratulations to lump he wins our second award that's ever been given out on the audio drewskis uh commander steel curtain with a 43.4 to 122.5 win over fat drunk thor uh, but i guess yeah go I, ahead. Get, I get uh, i get bonus points for a great team name you can't say it without a chuckle oh yeah i mean <laughs> Uh, you change the name and it could be me. So. <laughs> All right. We're going to do a new award and we got a new platform. So we're going to do a new award. This is for the person who got away. You know, everybody's, you know, as a kid, you know, you took a piece of bubble gum and you got away. You know, you thought that, you know, you got by as a kid. That was me. My mama, Kate, told me I could have. A handful of bubble gum just tell her how much i wanted well i told her i only wanted three but i took four and she busted me for it and she said if you don't tell anybody i won't tell anybody mm-hmm. it's a good woman saint saint woman she did tell my dad though when i got a beating had to go take a nickel to the ryan's store up there to to pay my penance but this award goes in honor of the most famous criminal that was never locked up who got away with it. This is the OJ Simpson award. This award will go to the person who did the worst this week, but got away with it. He won. So without that being said, we had a dumpster fiber matchup consisting of two teams that did not score 100 points. If I told you that a team featuring Kenyon Drake as their leading scorer how do you think they would have fared this week, Buckets? Not great, man. That's 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 not a good sign. Kenyon Drake hadn't been relevant uh, in about eight years. so. Well, yeah, since he was at Alabama, really. Yeah, basically. And then what if I took it a step further? What if I told you that this team that will remain nameless until I give out the award, their second leading scorer was one Nicholas Folk, Ooh. the kicker from the New England Patriots with 17 <laughs> points. You still wouldn't feel very great, would you? I feel like he would be on the other end of the Buddy Stevens Award. Yeah, yeah. Well, he would have beaten me. <laughs> <laughs> he started the lesser of the Dal- of the Cook brothers, James Cook, and um, he managed to win. 
this award goes to the Alcorn County War Machine, Mr. Kurt Gibson, my first cousin, my first friend. Kirk, I don't know. I don't know what he did. I think he may have, you know, to win a game in which you score so few, it's got to have some black magic involved, don't you think? I think he pulled a a, a Nick Saban um, because oh, apparently your cousin a lot of credit. Yeah, he has an affinity for washed-up Alabama players that he keeps running out there and trying to uh, to make light out of. He got a he had Julio Jones and Kenyon Drake starting. It's a bold move, Drew. It's a bold. Yeah, move. you you tell me that uh, Kenyon Drake and Julio Jones score combined 30 points. I'm like, okay, Julio had a good day. That would not be this day. <laughs> Mr. Jones had 4.8 points. <laughs> no. Um, Kirk has a pretty good team, though. I mean, he did have Jonathan Taylor uh, injured and Saquon on by. And for some reason, he's still holding on to Michael Thomas and the Raiders on his bench. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so, um, that wraps up the Drewski Award. I will tell you that this Drewski's uh, – well, big news. Let me – before I get into it, let me just set the stage. We have sponsors. Hey. You know that? No. I've been working hard. So when this came around, I started beating around, asking people for money. Like, hey, you want to sponsor our podcast? So I got a bite. Yeah. Uh, the manager gave me $1,000. I'm not going to lie. Wow. I split it with you, Rusty. Uh, I did the leg work, so I think we should 60-40 it. But we'll handle negotiations offline. Fair. This Drewski segment is brought to you by Farrell's Home and Outdoor, 807 South Parkway, 1609 South Harper Road in Corinth, your Cub Cadet headquarters. If you want to go in there, you can buy whatever you want. That They sell screws now. <laughs> you know? Stepping up, man. You know, next segment, it's going to be the uh, Farrell's Ace Hardware Who Got Screwed segment. <laughs> there it is. Just, Man, how did I not think of that beforehand? So, it's the work who, in progress. Who, who got screwed? Well, I would say it would be the Winter Soldiers because they lost to the team who scored the least amount of points in a win this year. So, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, Neezy, you got an award too. The Farrell's Ace Hardware Home and Outdoor You Got Screwed Award. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, if this ever makes it public and, you know, you can thank me for your business then. <laughs> so. At least a discount, right? On yeah, the yeah. <laughs> All right, that's the Drewskis for today. Rusty, you got any comments before we move on? Yeah, you know, it's nice to be featured in the in the first round of uh, Drewskis. Not necessarily the award I'd, I'd want to win um, because I would have literally beat every and most other team except for um, – Hunter, fantastic three-peat, who, if I'm not mistaken... I'm still limping from that one, yeah. Uh, no, I thought he was the one he had. Yeah, he's, you know, other than him, I'd have had a, a pretty good little week. Um, but I think it would be remiss not to at least mention Joe Mixon, man. What a day Joe Mixon had, right? Two, yeah. I heard that, man. Five touchdowns. Joe Mixon, who really hasn't been relevant since he left Oklahoma. I mean, he's had a few moments, right? He had some struggles when he first got in the league, some personal issues he had to get over, but... Um, yeah, I mean, but he's always that guy that's, I'm like, you know, he's, I, this was his, the Vols are back moment, mm-hmm. you know, every year, like you know, I, I, I think he's going to be that guy. You and know, now, you know what? He's here. Congratulations, I, Joe Mixon. I, congratulations, Vols. He, he's I, one of those guys. I'm almost I, rooting for you. Yeah, he's one of those guys I see sitting in the draft queue, and I'm like, Joe Mixon, man, he has some moments. And I tell you what, I took Dalvin Cook. Joe Mixon's looking pretty sexy right now. Yeah. 
So big shout out to Joe Mixon uh, and big shout out to uh, Michael Mutters. You know, pick him up. Uh, that's a that's a good win. For, you know, good win for him. Uh, still though, with only with Joe Mixon, we we talk about his 55 point day. He still only won by three. So uh, resting was a little work, but. I mean, I know you can't play the game in which, you know, you look at your bench and you're like, well, if I would have started this guy, would I have won, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you score 122 points and you're, mm-hmm. you're running back got 55, you owe him. You got to write yeah. him a letter. You got to do something, you know? That's it. It's, yeah. uh, it's necessary. And yeah. I would say – I feel like it's an obligation more than it is, you know. As good as Saber and as good as Sabermuth is, like you know, maybe it's worth a name change, right? Because I, I my fantasy claim to fame was uh, forget the exact year, Drew, but uh, Kenny Britt was a receiver for the Tennessee Titans, tighten up, oh, wow. and uh, he had a this string of bad football. goals. Yeah, we're going it's deep. Football on paper. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah, it's like the original fantasy football. Yeah, yeah calculators. Uh, he had a string of bad games, scoring like single digits, and I got tired of it, so I benched him. Uh-huh. Um, promptly went off for I think it was like like he had like four or five catches, 300 something yards, four touchdowns, and like 50 something points on my bench. So for the rest of the year, I was I benched Kenny Britt. So uh, is, maybe think about that, like, even Joe Mixon. Is that a, a strategy? Is that a strategy I should try? You know, uh, Dalvin <laughs> Cook could use his kick in the pants. <laughs> I tell you what, I, what, get him greased up. What he what a week on the bench doing some good. Yeah, friendly reminder, those points don't help you, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying, if it gets him going the rest of the year. Maybe. You know, maybe a slump buster a little bit. Maybe the motivation he needs. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's, uh, so we've talked to Drew Skis. Um, figured it would be a good opportunity now to kind of work into a little bit of standing updates, current playoff matchups, kind of talk about the league, kind of an overview. Um, Drew, you want to kick off some of that, some of the thoughts about what that looks like? Yeah, we thought it'd be a good spot. I mean, we're 10 games into the year. Uh, that's a little bit over halfway. And um, just let's give everybody a quick rundown of where we're at. Um, so far, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I've always prided myself uh, in this league because it's a deep league. You know, Rusty, you're in a lot of fantasy leagues. Uh, I'm in a family league in where, you know, my wife is in her first year as a manager and having her own team. And uh, my mom's in there and you know you got in a 10 team league honestly most of the time you're gonna have three or four duds you know you got they just they're not paying attention they quit right you know mm-hmm. in this league i've always prided on being solid i mean top to bottom solid and mm-hmm. i think that shows in the rankings um that being most evident and we have five teams this and four teams make the playoffs. We have five teams tied for the best record at six and three. Mm-hmm. That would that would be uh, Commander Steel Curtain. That's Neasy and Rusty and Sabermuth, Michael Mutters up there at six and three. Aaron, who I mean, let's go. I mean, I expected this out of you at some point, so here we go. <laughs> Aaron's back, and uh, Andrew with the I mean. At this point, Team Farrell is just what it is, right? <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I, I guess if you're going if you're going to have a team with a name that sucks as bad as the Cleveland Browns, you you better be good. And he's good. I mean, yeah. give credit to where credit's due. Um, 
that is the current ranking, one through five. The only thing separating them is point differential. Um, Commander Steel Curtain, an easy holds a um, 83-point lead over Rusty. Mm-hmm. So you think you can uh, you can handle that this week? You know, I think we'll chip away at it. I like my matchup. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But, uh, you know, big shout-out to my defense. Not that we do any kind of defense or anything Ooh, here, but okay. uh, giving up one of the take a nap. Uh, look, I've given up the, the, one of the least amount of points, 961 points this year. I'll take that. Um, oh. So, yeah. Uh, and I wish I, I am much like my Mississippi State Bulldogs. I am undefeated at home, terrible on the road. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, um, I share the same problem with my college team. Uh, Ole Miss goes to Alabama. I mean, has Alabama coming home, and Ole Miss has got a 13-game home winning streak. So Ooh, boy. <laughs> I guess we can go ahead and put that one in stone, I reckon. We'll get to that in a little bit. 13 is good. So, um, from there, uh, the best of the rest is Kingpin Henry, Zach Jones. And Zach, I mean, let's, uh, let's yeah. give him a little like that because Zach started the season in a balmy one and four record. Mm-hmm. And this is this is just what I goes what I'm talking about when I say this is a deep league. We don't have any quitters here. And Zach started one and four. He's on a four game win streak to go to five and four on the season and uh, sitting at sixth place right now in the standings. Um, and he is also the only five and four team. So sitting alone right there. So, uh, you know, I'll say big shout out to Zach, too. He uh, he has made 29 moves on the waiver wire this year. That's the most in our league. Uh, so oh, really? I hadn't even yeah. looked at that. Yeah, shout-out to Zach. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, excuse me. I was one off. No, even yeah. more of shout-out. Get this. Zach has yeah. made 10 moves this year. So, big shout-out to Zach, making the most of what he's got. 10 moves on the waiver wire this year, and then on a four-game win streak. Let's go, man. Wait, did you just say that he had the most moves this year and then just say, oh, I forgot? He has the least moves this year. No, he doesn't have the least moves. I looked at okay. one line. I was your stat guy with one one line off. I was looking at uh, Matty Ice over there. He's got twenty nine. Our least amount of moves is Alcorn County War Machine at three pickups this year. Kirk, uh, you yeah. must really like your watch the Alabama guys, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> he's really he's really proud of that team. You know, we have a lot of character. We got a bunch of boys that play for the front uh, name on the front of their jersey, and not the name not on the, the back, back. You know, right you know. And we're gonna march that all the way to the Liberty Bowl. Let me tell you yeah. what. Here we go. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I was gonna say I figured. Let's see, uh, Matty Ice. Yeah, the most moves, and uh, that's our next place. Uh, Matty Ice Murdoch, the younger brother of said Pat of Zach Jones, Patrick, uh, here at seventh place, middle of the road. Um, Rusty, you and I played with Pat before. Mm-hmm. And um, for several years in the former league, and uh, in that league he was he came to the League of Avengers as a three-time defending champion. Yep. So don't count him out. Um, just uh, quickly looking right here, he's seventh place by record, uh, but he is above Andrew and Aaron in uh, points for points scored. So he's got a top four team. If you're just looking at points again, uh, points yeah. four. Yeah. Um, so look for, I, I look for him to make a run. 
Yeah, he uh, he always uh, had a stacked team in the other league in our, our wrestling theme league. Shout out to Zach for running that for us. But uh, yeah, man, I was uh, when he came to the league, I thought, man, it's you know bringing some talent and bringing a little uh, uh, extra pizzazz to the league. But hey, as they say, a lot of football left, Drew. So we'll see what he can do with the last part of the part of the season. Listen. Sir, uh, we'll round out here uh, pretty quickly, run through the rest of the standings. At number eight, we have the two-time defending champion, Hunter Shaw, with a fantastic three-peat. Uh, he's just he's just struggling this year. Uh, four and one at home, 0 oh and four on the road. I don't really know why they keep up with that in fantasy, because all of the games are at my house. <laughs> so, uh, Neasy, with the Winter Soldier, comes in at ninth. Alcorn County War Machine, uh, Trooper Gibson over here at 10th place. 11th place is me. And then 12th place is the Loki losers, Jordan Woodruff. And just real quick. Yeah. A, a lot of people would have given up. <laughs> Let's yeah. be honest. And and maybe he realized maybe he's a man. Maybe he's grown enough to realize that this mm-hmm. is his own fault. And I can quit or I can just make the best of my situation. Yeah. And he's, he's doing all right. You know, he's he's made 22 moves on the waiver wire, so he's trying. You know, he had a rough draft night, had a rough draft night. Uh, partly yeah. his own doing, but rough draft night. Um, and, 100% uh, his own doing. 100% his own doing, but uh, the man's trying, man. 22 moves on the waiver wire. Uh, that's good for third most. So, you know, shout out to Jordan for not giving up. And, you know, I went to a game with, uh, with Zach, went to a Grizzlies game Monday night, and it came down. He had Devin DuVernay <laughs> and was down by, I don't know, 24 points, I think Zach said. And so he's in striking distance. I'll make a prediction that he's not going to go winless on the air. He's going to surprise Ooh. somebody. And when that happens, just whoever that is, don't just listen nothing. to the Drewskis next, the next week. You just know, no. like just stay at home. Just no. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's, Take those standings. You know, we have five teams uh, tied for the first place there. Uh, And let's just look at the playoff rankings as if it started today. Uh, The number one seed would be um, Commander Steel Curtain, Neasy. And he'd play the four seed, uh, Aaron, with Trey Zam. What a terrible Um, name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've went through this. Parents who named their kids uh, made-up names. Should be thrown in prison, and I feel even more strongly about fantasy football. Um, yeah. In the second matchup, Rusty, you'd be playing Mutters. So you're just hoping not to play against Joe Mixon? Is that what your outlook is there? <laughs> That's what I'm getting at, man. Yeah, if we can, as long as we can avoid that, we'll be all set. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's look at next week. Rusty, What you got any initial thoughts on fantasy football matchups for next week? Yeah, I was kind of looking at it um, earlier today. Uh, well, let's uh, let's real quick. Uh, let's just run through them. I'll just give you who's playing who, and uh, the projected point spread here, and I'll then uh, I'll, I'll I'll let you uh you just interject. How's that? All right, I'll give you my All gut right. re- my initial gut reaction. All right, uh, first game six and three Trey Zam, uh, by Aaron plays me. Uh, I am Drew at three and six. Uh, the projected uh, line right now is me minus eight. I'm going to say that it probably means that he has not set his lineup for this week because that should not be the case. <laughs> uh, All right. I, I'm a fan of a big upset. 
Uh, I root for the Mississippi State Bulldogs in uh, college football. So uh, well, you I am never a fan get the them either. <laughs> I am a fan of the underdogs. So, uh, you know, looking at the initial lineups, I, I, I tend to like yours a little bit, Drew. Uh, I think there is some potential there. Herbert can have a bounce back week. You know, Dalvin Cook, that Minnesota offense is cooking. Um, eight and a half, a lot of points, man. You know, I tell you what, you know, Kyle Pitts kind of get going a little bit. Oh my um, God. Don't mention uh, that name in this podcast. <laughs> you know what, man? Give me I am Drew. I think I am Drew has a big week this week. You know, mostly I'm picking against the name and I like an upset. And, um, you know, you talk about made up names, somebody with a made up name, there's a hundred percent chance they also have a made up allergy. And I think, uh, Aaron's going to have an allergy to points this week. Give me I am Drew. <laughs> All right. Uh, Fantastic three-peat, Hunter Shaw at four and five, playing another four and five team, Winter Soldiers. They're right next to each other in the standings. So one team is going to get up there and have a shot. And with it being week 10, you don't get many of them left. Um, And it's a dead, it's a dead heat, man. Um, Projected total for Hunter is 119 and 120 for Neezy. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I will go – if I was betting on this game, I'd avoid it like the plague. These close toss-up games like this, you could go one way or the other. That's a tough call. Um, but Justin Fields is kind of finding his footing in Chicago. He's figuring out that he can actually run the ball. He's like, look, I ain't got nobody to throw it to. Chase Claypool isn't going to help that. Uh, Kenneth Walker, man, what a stud last week. I've got him in my fantasy league, in my family fantasy league. He's been killing it for me. Devontae Adams continues staying hot. CeeDee Lamb is terrible. Jared Goff is inconsistent. Fantastic three-peat pulls out the upset. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I mean, the Neezy's got Chubb, and he's got he's got the ability to catch lightning in a bottle with a lot of these. Well, um, you know, he's got Alvin Kamara, but when you're starting tight end, it has to be Dawson Knox. You've got CeeDee Lamb. DK Metcalf's been really inconsistent. I was like, he's got Kamara and Chubb, and then what else? Yeah, and – Hunters always does a great job of ending the season well. Mm-hmm. And with pickups like uh, Justin Fields and spending 100 fab on Kenneth Walker yeah. to go with Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. who is, you know, he's hitting his stride. You know, yeah. with when you have Derek Carr as a quarterback, you're going to have some goose eggs every once in a while. Yeah. But that I, I'm with you. I think Hunter wins it. I, yeah. I think it's a good team. So. Yep. Um, let's see what's next. Next, uh, Kirk plays Rusty. Rusty, this is your own game here. Um, this can't be right. Uh, let me investigate this just a little bit before I get your comments, because I show that Fat Drunk Thor here is a favorite of 60 points. 87. 87 points. Um, it looks like, uh. Oh, let's just let's dive in on this one. This one looks fun. Uh, <laughs> position breakdowns: Brady versus Mahomes. Mahomes wins. James Cook, Najee Harris, and then the rest of the way down. I don't know. Kirk hasn't set his lineup yet, nope. but he's got James Robinson, T. Higgins on by. He's got his studs, Kenyon mm. Drake and Nick Folk on by. <laughs> and um. Man, yeah, that, that's not look promising. Yeah. You know, 
Uh, I think Kirk will get his lineup set. Jonathan Taylor, if he comes back from injury, Saquon, they could give me some trouble. Um, you know, I'm curious to see what he's going to do at the kicker position, man. Like, you got Nick oh, Foles. That's like, going to swing it, isn't it, Russ? It is, man. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, he got 30 points from almost from Nick Folk last week. You know, I picked up Robbie Gould this morning off the fantasy, uh, the waiver wire, trying to. Uh, get oh, through the bye week. Um, stealing you know. kickers? Is that what you're doing? That how desperate you are? Yeah, Listen, big I'm going to tell out. you, the only reason a kicker would ever matter in fantasy football is if Lamar Jackson decided he was going to kick <laughs> extra points. Yeah. Uh, but give me uh, Fat Drunk Thor. I think I pull out the win this week, even if he adjusts his lineups accordingly. Um, pick up the week's going to be the Giants defense playing that hapless Houston offense. Fat Drunk Thor. Uh, and yeah. He gets the win. Just pat yourself on the back, I guess, is what we're going to do. Is that yeah. is that what this podcast is going to be? I just gave myself or gave my opponent last week the Buddy Stevens Award. That's fair. And, and you are over here saying that your pickup of the Giants defense is going to swing it? I mean, it could, man. Are you, are you looking at this and telling me that Kirk's going to beat me this week? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> But I'm not going to give the credit to a defensive pickup either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to give you that much credit. It's the little matchups that win these things. No, no. <laughs> this is Southern Miss versus Tennessee. Like, this is if, – if Southern Miss were to go to Knoxville and beat Tennessee, nobody's going to be like, man, that kicker. <laughs> that kicker. That's fair. All right, next matchup, we got Lump. Commander Steel Curtain at six and three versus the uh, versus uh, Patrick Jones at four and five with Maddie Ice Murdoch. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like a two point line, mm-hmm. and um, Lump has not found a defense yet. So that that key defense, Rusty. Yeah. How tell me how the New Orleans Saints defense is going to swing this matchup for Lump against Pat tonight uh, this weekend? You know. Playing Pittsburgh's awful offense. Kenny Pickett and those little hands, all he can do is throw Johnny picks. Johnny Hand, Pickett. That's it, man. Johnny hey, Hand. The dream is alive for me, let me tell you. <laughs> exactly. And the dream's uh, alive. But, yeah, he's out there wearing those size small gloves and, and spinning it right to the defense. So, you know, this is actually a pretty decent matchup. you got the number one running back on Matty Ice. you got Commander with the number one receiver and quarterback in Josh Allen. And, I think that's too much firepower, man. Josh Allen has a big game against Minnesota. That one's going to be a shootout. Um, Tyreek's going to do Tyreek things. I mean, Tua's just like, you know, screw it. I'm going to throw it down there. Tyreek down there somewhere, right? He's the new uh, Pat Mahomes in that. So uh, Yeah, some, sometimes you just got to play the hits. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, Tua's got that bad head, so he can't hang on to it for too long. He just got to lob it down there and hope Tyreek runs under it. Oh, give him a little bit more credit than that. Tua <laughs> is the definition of good okay in 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 a league in which there are some horrible quarterbacks there we can go through them one day just put a pin in this yeah i would i would put the over under at 10 teams that would rather have Tua. you know i don't necessarily i don't know that i would disagree with that that's that's a fair assumption but at the same time let's move on (laughs) <laughs> with the next matchup, we've got Michael Mutters at six and three, Sabermuth team, second in his division, going up against the low key losers at 0 and 9, and at sixth place in his division and in last place in the league. Uh, this matchup consists of a really good team and a really bad team, but not just a really bad team. 
So, on this bad team that is made up of not his number one pick <laughs> of Denzel Mims, he is, he is not playing this week. Um, he is going to be missing his starting two receivers. Well, hear me out. Devin DuVernay and Tyler Boyd. Who? <laughs> uh, he is also going to be missing his Patriots defense. So let's play a game here. Rusty? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, who would you put at his receiver positions? I'm going to read you his bench. You tell me when to stop. Okay. Okay. Uh, would you put um, – Okay, I'll take that back. One of these is a flex. So I'll just read you all the positions. You give me a wide receiver, and I'll give you a flex. And you give me a flex, okay? Yeah, I can do that. Starting. I'll start it easy. Jahan Dodson. <laughs> Jahan Dodson is projected for zero points despite having a very good season so far-ish. Mm. He yeah. can play for this team. Well, but yeah. that way. All right? He's questionable. The zero projection probably means he's not playing. So we'll yeah. go on, okay? Uh, in the flex, would you start Dontrell Hilliard, running back for the Tennessee Titans? Uh, he's good for about the next option. Yeah, because that's not going to be it. <laughs> okay, you just—I'm uh, not going to tell you the rest of the options. You're just, as I say it, you're going to have to say put him in my lineup or don't put him in my lineup. But if you run out of options, you're just going to get the last two. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Next, running back for the. Denver Broncos, Latavius Murray. Mm. Latavius Murray is projected for a uh, nice 6.9 points. That's N-I period C-E. Nice. Nice. Uh, 6.9 points. Um, He's approximately 47 years old, (laughs) but he's still a tank, meaning he can't be tackled easily, but he doesn't run that fast. I would start him over Hilliard just because he's, you know, he might be good for a goal line touchdown, and that's a true committee in Denver, whereas Hilliard is handicapped. That's fair. One of the, uh, the Titans also have Derrick Henry, so I wouldn't. Him. Yeah. Okay, next, uh, you've got a receiver spot to fill. So um, you got two options. You've got Josh Reynolds, the wide receiver for, get this, he plays for Detroit now. Oh. Yeah. Then I did not know he played for anybody other than Texas A&M. No, and uh, with Jared Goff throwing the ball around a lot, who, who does uh, Detroit play this weekend? Does it they play Chicago on the road. Ah, Chicago Bears defense a little rough. Um, I would consider starting him. Okay, well, you got to lock him in or you hear the next option. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's getting a lot better, so lock him in. Let's go. Well... That's where you're wrong Uh-oh. because you missed out on the other Detroit wide receiver, Holy oh. Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think, you know, we this is a roundabout way to say, you know, Saber is going to win this one. Oh, yeah. You think? Yeah, the only, uh, the, only, the only advantage is that kicker position, man. I'm telling you, it's vital <laughs> importance. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's important. All right, and finally, we've got a matchup of cousins. We have one Zach Jones. Uh, he is five and four. As we said, he is in sixth place in the whole league. Uh, he is projected at 132 points, and he is playing up against uh, Team Farrell. 
comma Andrew, mm-hmm. who is projected at 97 points, but is missing a starter. Uh, he also has Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. What say you? I say, I know Zach's upset. He didn't get his boy Derrick Henry on the team, um, but it looks like Team Farrell's been bit by the bye week bug. Lamar Jackson's on the bye, Damien Harris, Corey Davis. Not that they would play. They're all out. But Lamar Jackson, missing Lamar Jackson going to hurt. Although he has, oh, Kirk Shiesty, Kirk Cousins with all the chains, dancing on the private jet. Uh, Did Joe Burrow lose the Shiesty? Is it it not Joe Shiesty anymore? Did he lose it? Did he lose the swag? He did. Jamar Chase didn't play him. So, yeah, he he can't just throw it down to Jamar Chase. (laughs) So, yeah, give me Zach Jones all day and tomorrow, man. That team's just better top to bottom. Tony Pollard has been playing really well as of late. Justin Jefferson's a friggin' stud. Yeah, um, yeah, man, it's just tough. Even yeah. with Marcus Mariota as a starting quarterback. Well, he does have Marcus Mariota as a starting quarterback. Mm. But Andrew has Greg Dolchich. Am I saying that right? <laughs> I don't know. He's starting wide <laughs> receiver, Greg Dolchich. And Denver Broncos. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, that's... I don't see anybody on Andrew's bench that would make me think once they plug him in because he's he is he's he's lost Lamar this week and yeah. so Lamar's yeah. on by so yeah give it yeah. Uh, I'll give it to Kingpin Henry yeah I agree so, all right well that's it for fantasy football talk this week um, Rusty um, what you looking forward to next week well. <laughs> So and, and just to be clear, anything's open. Mm. What you looking forward to? Looking forward to next week. SEC football's back this weekend. Uh, SEC basketball is back in in action. Got a good win the other night. The State Bulldogs. Uh, hey, who you play? Uh, Texas A and M. They finish it. Corpus Christi. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let me tell you, um, college basketball does not matter. Mm. Until March, March, in which it matters for about 10 days. Mm. And that's the first two rounds. After that, I don't care then. Mm. Yeah, you know. you want to watch basketball? Watch the Grizzlies. They're fun. Yeah. You know, I just got a new coach in Starville, so excited to watch, see what happens there. Um, other than that, I uh, got a low-key weekend this weekend. Uh, really looking forward to that. I uh, got a hurricane coming through. When hurricanes come through, I eat Oreos, so going to dominate some Oreos this weekend. Even though it's not going to be close to us, it's going to be more in the upstate. Still going to work down on some Oreos. You know, I have that same mentality when it comes to thunderstorms. Oh. When there's thunderstorms, I eat ice cream. Oh, I like it. But the thunderstorm only has to be within the continental United States. <laughs> that's fair. That's so, fair. That's what I'm looking forward to, ice cream tonight. Also, I'm looking forward to. Uh, the Colts. Mm. You know, there's two types of entertainment. There's mm-hmm. there's good entertainment. There's Chiefs Bills in the playoffs last year. You know, uh, there's that's a game I'll never forget. That was a great mm-hmm. game. And then there's, you know, train wrecks. And I've never seen a more pointless dismantling of a team. Jeez. Um, and by dismantling. I mean, I mean, you you fired a good coach, mm-hmm. solid coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to our buddy and league member Patrick Jones, who's a diehard Colts fan. I don't know if you knew that or not about Pat. No. no. Um, 
I'm sure it stems from Peyton and him being a massive Vols fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just beside himself. And if I'd have thought ahead of time, I may have got him to jump in with us. But, you know, Frank Reich's a good coach. Yeah. Um, the GM has placed as the head of that team in consecutive years, Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. Um, and yet they're not winless. So, Frank Reich, you know, come yeah. coach, come coach Shout the Saints. Uh, but that's <laughs> not what I'm looking forward to the most. Parks Frazier. I went to high school with this fella. I, I played peewee ball against this fella. I, I drive by his parents' mansion at mm-hmm. Christmas time to see the lights. Yep. Parts Frazier is calling plays. It's a bold move, Cotton. And I hope for the best. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. I, I think it's a terrible move. <laughs> you know? But – I mean, maybe Jeff Saturday is a genius. I mean, maybe we may find out. He he played. They play the Raiders this week. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna go in Monday morning and be able to demand a raise. Yeah, absolutely. And and here's the thing, you know, Jeff Saturday is really good at calling plays, but we've all seen that viral clip of Peyton Manning berating him, telling him to play center, play center, stop calling the plays. I'll edit it. This is a family show, uh, after all. But stop calling the place. So he knows his role and is handing it over to Parks Fraser. So, you know, big shout out Jeff Saturday, knowing your role, just play center. Yeah. And if um, knowing your role is handing the play calling to an assistant quarterbacks coach that's 30 <laughs> years old yeah. who has a master's degree in uh, computer science, mm. I mean, hopefully it works uh, out. I'll, I'll put it this way. The nerdy hires are mm. trendy right now. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, it's working for Mike Daniels in Miami, so why can't it work in Indianapolis? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's let's do it. Go make Uncle uh, County proud. Rusty, give me your highlights of the college football season. I will tell you, I mean, of the college football week this week. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that going into this week, uh, Ole Miss plays Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked at the schedule middle of last week to see kind of what it would look like uh, college game day coming to Ole Miss. Like, what are we competing against? Is there big games? And it's a crap week. <laughs> so you just tell me what's going on. I'm going to watch maybe two games. Yeah. So I've got my eye on four. Uh, each week we're going to give you four ways to pick and get rich, kids. Um, you know, couldn't come up with a sponsor for this segment. Just remember to bet with your head, not your heart. Uh, and it's only a gambling problem if you're losing. This does not consist uh, consist of gambling advice, but I've got four picks for you to make. You know, make a little cash this weekend. Pick number one. I'm going right against my own advice, right? Pick with your head, not your heart. Mississippi State is my alma mater. In the hills there, start wool foothills down there. You know, the a lot of good memories hills. there. What are what what at the base of what mountain range is Starkville? You know, it's at the bottom of those North Mississippi rolling hills, man. You've heard yeah, about it. Okay. All right. This All right. Nice. Anyway, uh, it's a night game playing Georgia at home. They just coming off an emotional game against Tennessee. And listen, so far this year, Georgia has played down to their competition. They're vastly more talented than we are, right? Uh, Cowboys are going to be loud. They played okay. down to I Missouri at Missouri. I mean, they just dismantled the fir- the number one team in the country 
And you're going to tell me that they're going to go to Starkville and State's going to cover? Absolutely. 16 and a half points. Georgia's won nine straight in this this, uh, series. I wouldn't bet that game with your money. It'll be uh, it'll be ten wins in a row, but it's gonna be close to an experts think. I think Georgia wins 34-28. Give me my dogs, my dogs, wrapping in maroon and white on the cover, maroon and white on the cover, but not a win. State against the state covers. Um, More victories, love them. Now listen, man, we're four four and one against the spread. Make it five four and one. Let's go. All right, so next game I'm taking. Uh, I have watched these two teams play my dogs already this week, this year. Um, two wins for us. Uh, one of them was last week in ugly fashion. Um, A&M and Auburn are squaring off in this ugly, ugly game. Uh, they got a set at uh, one team has a coach that has been fired. The other one has a team whose coach they would like fired. to fire. <laughs> they can't afford to fire. Right. Um, uh, over-unders 48 and a half. These offenses are terrible. A&M's anemic. Auburn's playing some inspired football under Cadillac Williams. Uh, normally, I'd stay away from a game like this, but, you know, the the offensive average between the two is 46 points. I, I'm taking the under. 48 and a half, I'm taking the under. This game's going to be ugly. Oh, I'll I'll take the over on that. Oh, really? You think yeah, it's going to be some I, points for it? It's 44 points. I mean, 24-20 is no, a push. 48 and a half. It's 48 and a oh, half. Okay. I'm yeah, taking the under. I watched Auburn's offense last week. That quarterback can't throw it farther than five yards. He can run well, but they're not going to get the end zone, man. Give yeah. me the under. They also under. put like 30 points up in the second half. Yeah. And State's defense is better than AM's. It is, but it's the, it's the result of the offense, man. I'm telling you, offenses are hapless. Give me the under all day long. Get rich, kids. <clears throat> Next game I'm taking uh, is your game, actually, Alabama Ole Miss. Uh, over under it's 63 and a half. Man. Oh, no. Over and under 63 and a half. Saban's piss. Lane's going to get cute and tricky. Uh, this game is always wild. We've got uh, interceptions off helmets. We've got Chad Kelly just throwing it up to nobody in general for a touchdown. Uh, swag, always, Kelly. Uh, it's swag. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Uh, my apologies. Yeah. Uh, at least say his name. You know, the defenses aren't awful, but this game's going to be all gas, no breaks. I'm taking the over 63 and a half. Give me the over all day. This one, the, there might be a win there, but uh, it's going to be. 59-54. This it's gonna be a lot of points scored. Nah. I hope it's a high scoring game because that mm-hmm. bodes well. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, Ole Miss has a problem with only playing one half of football a week, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Did you say sixty three and a half? Sixty three and a half. That's thirty four thirty, and you beat it. Yeah, I. I think both teams are going to score at least 35 points. Uh, that's probably a fair number. Mm-hmm. If I was putting money on it, I don't, I wouldn't No, It's no fun betting the under, but I'm not betting on the Ole Miss team to score a lot of points. I'm just going to be happy if they do. The only reason <laughs> I would is because it's Lane Kiffin going after Nick Saban, trying to get the former boss. He's going to get cute. He's going to do a lot of things. Um, that's fine if cute works. Yeah. But if this game's a blowout, it's going to go way under. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. But like if, Ole, if Ole Miss goes out there and is cute like, like Leach was, you know, when Leach wasn't cute, he no, went for fourth. He was well, He went for it on fourth three times in the first quarter and went 0 for three. And it was ne- – you're not going to beat Alabama by going uh, – by kicking field goals. But if you do that or if Lane Kiffin is cute and you don't succeed, you're going to get blown out. But the number's not going to get close to 63. 
but at the but you get those garbage time points, man. I'm telling you, I'm taking the over all day on that. Yeah. Okay. And last one, uh, I'm taking the Missouri Tigers to cover against Tennessee. Tennessee's, Tennessee's a 20 and a half point home favorite. Uh, they play well at Neyland, they do. But get this, Missouri's only given up 304 yards a game, uh, 192 yards passing. That's where Tennessee really makes their bread and butter. They played well against Georgia, almost played spoiler there. They play really well for big games so far this year. Now, the second thing is noon kickoffs are so sleepy. A high-octane offense like uh, Tennessee typically doesn't play well. Now, they, the exception being the LSU game, but they got a little help on that opening kickoff fumble. Uh, but I think Missouri covers 20 and a half, 20.5, 20.5 coming off an emotional loss. I think a slow start, Missouri covers. Yeah. Uh, what did you say uh, Missouri's allowing what defensively? Uh, they're giving up 300 yards a game. The UT's 395. 300 yards a game. Okay. Um, yeah, Missouri's schedule is they've played Kansas State, mm-hmm. um, Albaline Christian, Missouri, Georgia in a close one, mm-hmm. Florida, Vandy, and South Carolina and Kentucky. Who is putting who's scoring points anyways? <laughs> that's fair. You know that that's a cake schedule and they're below average with a impressive loss <laughs> so um sure give me tennessee um you can say one team's let down because they got beaten i'm gonna say that they're pissed yeah so we'll see. and it depends on how they respond man it all depends on how hype will get them ready yeah i can see it so all right um let's wrap it up uh what else you got Drew, I got a question for you, man. What's going on in the wonderful world of soccer? I know you cannot wait to talk about this. You've been looking forward to this all day. What is that? What's that soccer? Give me one minute synopsis of what's going on in the world of soccer. Okay. You would be surprised at how easily I can do this. In soccer this week, I don't know. It sucks. Soccer's horrible. I don't understand it. I don't understand the rules. I don't speak about soccer. Mm, that's fair. I like it. Less than I, a minute. Well done. Yeah, I'm I'm just not going to spend any time talking about <laughs> soccer. On a fake, on the a fake the anyway. only thing I will say about soccer is go watch Ted Lasso. You'll be mm-hmm. happy you did. Yeah, shameless plug. Yeah, man. I, yeah, just, with that, man. Please I, be a sponsor. I'd put that. <laughs> oh, my God. Share, I'd kick Rusty out of this so quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now with that, man, that's going to conclude our first episode. I uh, had fun with this. It was a good time getting together, talking a little crap, talking through some Drewskis. Uh, I think uh, we'll kind of learn some stuff from this, figure it out, uh, and kind of work on our delivery, our topics, and see what worked and what didn't. Drew, you got any final closing thoughts? Uh, no. I'm, I'm happy we're doing this, and I'm confident in saying this will be the worst show that we've done. Yeah. I told, it'll be uh, the worst show that we will do. I told Drew this morning when this uh, when this blows up and two bucks is the next bar still, we're going to look back at this first episode and be like, you know what? That was terrible. It was fun. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, bud. Well, you have a good weekend. Go Rebs. I'm going to get on here. Uh, we're 15 minutes into the Grizzlies game, so I'm going to yep. flip, flip that over. Next week, we may talk a little Grizzlies. Ooh, I like it. We'll talk a little Grizz, and uh, we'll try and see if we can keep our ramblings to a minimum next week. But, uh, Drew, appreciate you, buddy. Uh, take care and hell state.
Ok, bye. <laughs>